It's the pre-lock for E1 2023. Hello, oh boy, pre-lock fans. Uh, and we've got look at look at how like look at this kind of no. evil day. You, you you have we converted you yet? No, to the... I feel I am warming to the pre-lock. Um, right, mainly because other people, the pre-lock fans, yeah. Love the pre-lock. We've won you over, and it's you? maybe with our charm and our. Let's not go too far. <laughs> let's not. Let's not get oh, carried man. away now. Um, but what an event! When we're going to get, we're going to get into the event. But this is pre-lock talk. I feel like this is going to be a long one. Oh, we, we've been. Uh, we, we've got a range of beverages. Yeah. Here, ready to sort of help us through what is to come, which is going to be much talking. Uh, and waffling as we do. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of this whole event is a strange one to talk about just because of the range of things that happened and the scope of it. I'm kind of. I, I would say we did Empire. Yeah. This is the most we done did it type yeah. thing, right? Like we did so much. Anyway, yes. Let's not get sidetracked yes. straight away. Straight Jesus. away. Straight um, immediate waffling. Um. Yes, yeah, so I guess uh, kicking in, uh, there was a few things that had kind of been percolating for a while. One of them was leaving the Entwine Paths mm-hmm. and becoming the Ashborn again. Uh, I mean, basically, just breaking off the Ashborn as an individual thing. Um, and and that, it was it was nice. There was like kind of no. It was just like a. It was it was just. I think. We just wanted to like this like quieter place to camp and just like our own space and. I think there's like. It comes down to like personality stuff. Like I, I'm not a big. Like, I don't want to be a member of a big group, right? Like I think we both found that. That like actually, there's. It's quite nice to have a small, sort of. It's just nice to be in your striding or your yeah. steading, right? Because it's. I think importantly though, it really hasn't changed any of our relationships with those people oh. that we were involved with. So it's not like we've really lost anything. We're just now more. Yeah. Like condensed you know yeah. and i love being the ashbourne again by the yes. way like uh, and we'll get to some of that actually when we get to friday because it's like there's a lot of cool things with the way our kind of group structured that is kind of like uh, and about how we run some of our traditions and things which i felt we were a bit more able to enact and plus we now have orion oh, having orion join us is oh orion's special people yeah he makes wonderful maps he sings he plays the guitar he's an all-round lovely fella and, uh, and he's ours all ours yeah and i'm very happy about that oh man uh, stupidly talented yeah and just but, but just a wonderful <clears throat> human being just and his character and actually having someone who uh actually makes money and and actually gets things done uh, is is like I mean I suppose you get things done, but no. like in terms of no, like actually generating resources no, that tr- we can use, I, I try and get things done. Yeah, but all I am is really just a, a sports car mm. wheeling its wheels round really really fast, so it's loud <laughs> and looks very impressive, but isn't actually going anywhere at all. It's one of those things or... where you've literally got the car pressed against the wall of a building, yeah, and, it and just, it's like, just yeah, spinning it's until not the, the tires go, going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my game. Um. <clears throat> it's also wonderful having someone that can sing and play music just hanging around oh, the camp because so it's nice. like 
that that is always welcome basically uh, it, and it was it was nice having uh the new camp obviously that we were kind of waiting for the new camp plan to see exactly where we were mm-hmm. uh, but it was i actually was really happy with what we like we ended up kind of like just beyond the market near where kind of ember cast and stuff were yeah. next to the dread shields who are really awesome as well uh, really lovely people right next to where the wheelbarrow rolls out from oh man that's a dangerous thing that is danger about. zone but yeah having the wheelbarrow spawn point and <laughs> unspawn point it, next to the next to our camp is a very dangerous thing like, I still feel yeah I will get to that I feel slightly cheated I've not you really, haven't done no I haven't done the real wheelbarrow no, yet like Ian was talking about like he's, he's never experienced what it's like when you desperately need the wheelbarrow yeah it will its lights will appear on the horizon and it's just there when exactly when it you emerges need it. from the mists and yeah. finds you yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, but you don't you, you haven't experienced I haven't had that. that yet no you, i want that you, i want that experience you put a cheat code in yeah and you just you got it without earning it uh, you yeah know? up down left right <clears throat> yeah yeah um I liked our new camp, by the way. I yeah. thought it was like it's a little bit out the way, which I like because uh, we need to have a chill out space. Um, also, like we were connected enough to kind of like go and be in things when we mm-hmm. needed to be. Um, <coughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked the the dread shields as well. By the way, a really cool, group. really. really nice. I, I knew them before from uh, some of the stuff I've done with the Navarches. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah, really nice group. Really like um, yeah, just just. I can only people. imagine what it's like camping next to us oh yeah like oh they, yeah they, they they have a good time too oh yeah they also they, they also yeah, have a good time they have a good time um th- so then there's just like, like a bunch of fun things that i thought were going into like crafting and stuff yeah that i wanted to kind of implement and uh one of these uh is the result of uh i, I we had this kind of secret santa essentially a Navari secret Santa, and the person I ended up getting uh, was this player who makes these wonderful crochet animals. Uh, and obviously, like, after the whole process, I got in touch with us, like, can you make me a 40, well, like an iguana? Like, I really want, like, a lizard, like a, a big <laughs> fucking lizard. Uh, and it's got to be green and gold. Uh, so she made my beautiful, my beautiful boy. Who's like this 14 inch long iguana. And what did you call him, Ian? Ifan. 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 Yeah, I found him. He's back. You named him after my character yeah. that died. Yeah, I, so... I, yeah. I, I did ask. I did ask. Yeah. Um, um, he's phenomenal. He's so beautiful. He's cute. He's really cute. Um, and he, he ends up being like a really fun element that I get to interact with throughout the whole of event, really. And it's fun to see how... I, I love when crafting obviously when you're making your kit and stuff but the the other things that you kind of put out into the world and there's a bunch of stuff that we did in different ways doing that um the way it actually interacts with the world and diff- and it gives people the opportunity to interact with the world one of which being uh some uh, uh gellet ashbourne uh smut that we decided that I, I decided we would sort of pop that out into the world i had heard rumors that I was not the only person interested in in making sure there was such a thing in the world. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure, but uh, I'd heard that there, there there might be more. And I think you've put out there that you're not adverse to there being. I have publicly stated, yeah, and I'm probably going to regret doing this on the podcast. <laughs> but I 
wholeheartedly support anyone that wants to make smart out of any character I play in any system. Yeah. As long as it's <clears throat> not too degrading, like, go for it. Like, uh, I'm, 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 I am happy and comfortable with that. Um, I'm planting seeds wherever I go, <laughs> you know? It's, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I, I'd got in touch with um, this wonderful artist called uh, Vic Gray. She's, they're so good. So good. Well, because I, I, originally um, I'd seen some of their work uh, through, a, through another friend. Uh, and I was like, oh, I would really love like, something like this for Talis. So I had some uh, artwork for like uh, Talis and Bubbles and stuff made for some like advertising for it was, my... Products was, I wanted to do. You made a, a visual representation of Talis descending into madness, surrounded by bubbles. Well, it was great because I just kind of, <clears throat> I, I just kind of gave this idea of like, this is my character, sent a bunch of reference photos. If you can imp, like involve bubbles and archery into it, that would be amazing. And that brief was real and, and just go wild, basically. They nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Like, um, it. it and the thing is, it they, they just, the level of detail, but they also kind of they, they even get like a little video of like a time lapse of them drawing it and stuff, oh, which really? is really fucking awesome. Oh, man, that's Dude. awesome. And it was like, uh, I mean, it's such high quality, and it, like I can I can use it in all these different ways. I ended up using it as like a, a kind of a wrap around uh, thing to go around my bubble blowers. That, that was basically when you unfurl it, you've got the image on one side and then on the other side is like Talus's sales spiel, essentially. Merchandising. Oh, it was so good. It was like, merchandising, merchandising, where the real money from the movies made. Yeah. And it's, it's like, yeah, it was really good fun. Your continuing gentrification <coughs> of what it is to be a Navari. <laughs> and then like, yeah, I got to, to use it for like stickers and stuff as well. <laughs> oh, another thing I missed out on was, um, and this is more linked to the actual plot of the game, uh, which was the quest into Brickelliand. And oh yeah, big news. Big, big news. We're going into Brickelliand to basically uh, take a peeky at the heart. Yeah. That ends up having all kinds of plot ramifications. Um, but as part of that, I'd kind of been in touch with um, Uncle Nietzsche of the uh, Jolly Jackdaws. And I was like, because I knew that he he uh, was heading in there. Well, he didn't believe that the Vlorn was real. He yeah. thought it was all like a joke. And I was like, oh, well, maybe we could set something up where like we encounter each other. Uh, and I was like, what if you help me get Ifan down, this iguana, from a, a burning tree and like, cl- like in the middle of Brickelliand, like I'm rescuing... Hold on. <laughs> so am I right in thinking law-wise, yeah. Ifan is a real iguana? Oh yeah, no, he's real. He's alive. Okay, okay, that did not come across. I just assumed Talis is a crazy person. He's my darling boy. I mean, we, <laughs> he's my darling boy. And um, I saw him up in a tree in Brakeliand, and it was it was burning away. So I had to scramble up there to go and get it. As like um, Quill, who's Orion's character, is desperately drawing maps of the region because we're out there, like on the frontiers, and then. Uh, just as we're getting pushed out of Brickelliand and it all looks desperate, Uncle Nietzsche and the Barstool Bastards come along to save the day and give me enough time to wrestle the Ifan out of the tree, get down, and we made out. It was so good. They got out of town. It was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like the story that we kind of set up. And that kind of just basically meant that we could have a reason to then kind of 
properly. We've kind of seen each other before, but I, I, we were kind of kind of characters that wanted to cross paths. So we thought it'd be nice to set up like an icy reason to go and meet up. That was Tom's just really good people good. anyway. Right? Tom is phenomenal. I love everything oh, he's doing. Uh, with uh, uh, he, he, they do the laps and tops. Yeah, the laps uh, and tops stuff. Very, very good podcast. Go yeah. listen to them. Yeah. Um, you have more stuff on this. I have list, a lot even. of stuff on this list. Um, crafting wise, it's kind of weird. I've reached a stage where I'm, and this is always a dangerous statement to make. I'm kind of finished on Talis stuff. Kind of. There's a. As soon as you started saying this, I'm like, Talis's time on this world. Is, yeah. You don't. I. You just. You give the vibe where it's just like a finished project isn't like. I don't know. I worry about what's yeah, going to happen to Talis at this stage. Yeah, well, we'll get... There's a lot of stuff that's happened yeah. this event. Um, but I think <laughs> there's a lot. It, and like, like, I go through some arcs in this event. Yeah. Um, but a, a lot of that, I guess, is based off this mentality of, like, I'm really happy with where my character is. Like, where, where like, the, the, the performance of it, I'm very comfortable with it now. I feel like I actually am a figure in the nation Mate, and people enjoy it. You love it so much. Like, I, you're so happy. You're like, become this flamboyant, bubble-blowing, crazy person. <laughs> um, and it's so fun seeing you so fucking happy and comfortable in your own skin. Oh, dude, it's been so much fun. And I was kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely having a great time. But I was also thinking like... This, I, I like character arcs. I'm naturally drawn to this idea of the hero's journey. I like. I always like there to be an idea of there is progression and, and evolution happening to a character. And I was kind of like, there is like other levels of extra I can go with Talus for sure. But it's like, <laughs> like I'm kind of, I'm, I'm the needle is hitting up to close to the top of I that fucking say, register. Right? I would say you've turned it up to eleven. At this stage, yes, exactly. So I kind of feel like it's, it, you know, the the, the 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 revs are like really going like. There's probably only one other nation you can go to to turn that yeah. dial up to twelve at this stage. And um, so, so yeah. yeah, I was really thinking like, which is great, by the way. I love everything that's involved with doing that. But like at the same time, I was thinking like, this is a great time to really take some risks with the character and to enter the event with very much a mindset of like. Like, d- d- not necessarily worry so much okay. about the fate. I want to talk about things yeah. that happen later, yeah. right now. So let's move, let's move on, on because I really want to talk to you about this. But, but like, yeah. As a result, I didn't have a lot personally to make. <clears throat> but what I did do was I decided I wanted to craft new Ashbourne banners for us. Um, so I made these kind of uh, leather leatherette, essentially uh, Ashbourne banners to hang on either side of the thing. Especially now we were becoming a separate sort of. Thing. So I kind of hand sewed, um, sewed like a bunch of those. That was really good, nice little fun project just to do. I, I, I like. They look having, fantastic. I, I I just I think I really enjoy having a physical crafting project on the go. Just mm. like they're complete. They're, 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 I, I agree, they look good, but they're essentially just made really for my own mental health. Yeah, just literally to have something. Well, to you do. get that sweet dopamine hit of finishing off a project, right? Yes. Um, it feels so nice, and getting both those done, and then being able to hang them up on our new yeah. place, and then you end with something physical, right? Yeah. Like I think this is a problem. Like I played a load of computer games recently, and there's something different about playing a computer game. You have like that nice dopamine hit of like finishing game off, mm. but 
like once it's done, you yeah. put it away, right? And it's, whereas, like, a crafting project is yeah. a physical thing that you have access to, right? Well, I like, think that's um, why, I mean, um, we've both got quite into 40K and doing miniatures, and there's something nice about assembling things and painting oh them and God. getting them on the table. Dude. I mean, obviously, you have... I, I imagine my living room, okay? Like, if you watch the um, Can't Craft, Roadcraft video on our YouTube channel, you get a brief insight into what my flat looks like. Yeah. But I am... We are literally surrounded... By F- unfinished plastic models. Yeah, um, it, it's it's actually imp- from where I'm sitting right now. It's impossible for me to move my head without somewhere in my vision there being plastic models. Maybe that corner over there, but that's no, I don't know. It. I can still see that. I can still see in the more peripheral. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, it's impossible. I'm you can like, see the orc jet over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, that is, the that is painted. That's really nice. It's not finished though. It's not finished. But I still fine. need to. Do the lines and it's not finished, Ian. There's no such thing as finished. There isn't. That's the problem. But anyway, but what I'm saying is there is something really good, I think, Mm. about having a physical thing that you can finish. (laughs) And uh, I think we've both found that in different ways. And so I did these kind of these banners. It was really good fun. Uh, And then I was like, oh, I want to do one for the Navarches as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Navarches logo is a fair bit more complicated. Yeah. Uh, Could you describe it? So it's basically like three arrows kind of crossing with like this kind of circle of thorns, but it's kind of done in that um, that style where no one piece of the uh, design touches any other. So it's all like uh, broken into like a silhouette, if you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has this kind of cohesive vibe to it. I'll, I'll probably post up pictures of them all at some point. Mm-hmm. But it's a fair bit more complicated and because I had set myself this idea of hand sewing it all uh, which for some reason I like doing uh, it took and it's double sided as well so essentially you're doing the same thing twice I've said it before I'll say it again (laughs) hand sewing is for mugs it is Uh, but I again I really enjoyed it Uh, I did actually end up wearing this as like Rob I was originally going to have it like hang it up but uh, it just didn't practically work on our camp because we already had the other two Ashbourne logos. Uh-huh. So then having another one in the middle, you would just constantly have your head flapping against a, a, a flag. So I was like, I'm just going to wear it right on my hip. Yeah, it's cool though. It actually looked really cool. Yeah, so actually in a weird way, I did end up adding to Talis kit and that was really good fun. Something else that I did do actually was that uh, Sam, um, his character um, Sparrow, had, ov- uh, had obviously uh, gone into the labyrinth and he'd given me a piece of his tartan. Mm. Um, and I'd, uh, I'd previously, I'd just been tying it around my glove and just like tying a knot. But I decided to actually kind of like actually make a glove, like, like an over glove out of it. Mm. So then I could just have it as a quicker thing just to slip on. So I could actually literally always walk around with Sparrow on my hand, essentially. It might have come up as well later on, but Sparrow's impact on the nation yeah. has been like... Fucking great. The Sparrow stage... Yeah, it's lovely. Um, ...is literally like a performance area where it's literally dedicated to him. Um, it, it's, uh, it's fuck, so Fuck nice. you, Sam. Yeah. And your fucking legacy. I Do know. You mean? Like, what a prick. Um, um, oh, I got a whole bunch of uh, IC lights as well. Uh, I've been trying to... I wouldn't say our camp is particularly... Like, it's not like mega, mega IC. No, it's not very IC. Um, but we we try. It is. Yeah, yeah. Like on the scope of what is what's possible, possible Com- on a budget for bringing in your car. Yeah. Um, I mean, you go some other places like 
the Crimson Reaper camp or whatever. Wood's fucking heavy. Yeah. Like, you know, if you really want to go, like, proper, yeah. you know. And there are lots of camps that do have, like, you can walk into their tents and be, like, completely immersed. Yeah, true, um, yeah. We don't really have the option to do that because... Yeah, it's just not functional. I live on the top of a block of flats. Yeah. There's no lift here. I can't, I, like, there's yeah. nowhere to put it, like... M- my wife already tolerates enough of my LARP shit. Yeah. Like, she's not going to put up with any more. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, so I got these kind of, uh, a whole bunch of lights. Uh, but I also got these little, these really nice little cute lanterns that we could all have. And I got one for each person. And uh, I thought they were very successful. Uh, they made it, like, because walking around at night, you're listening to a little light and you can kind of pop it on and off your belt and light them up. I'll... Uh, it's very reasonable, I thought, and they work pretty well. So mm-hmm. I've pretty tough with those. Well done, Ian. Um, oh, it's a, a, like something else that was really fun that had happened was uh, the Navarches group, we decided we'd just try and do like a bunch of like hangouts. This is... You've never done this before. No. Like, I've been to like a couple of meetups here and there, some froth meetups, but when you were like... Oh yeah, I'll meet up with the Navarches near Cambridge, and yeah. we're gonna go to a campsite. I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" It was cool. So we just we just met up near uh, like Silver's got this kind of uh, his, his, Stefan who plays Silver, who's uh, kind of like my second uh, in, in very the, practical uh, and is actually the brains of the operation. Yes, uh, and I, I just love him so much. But anyway, um, like he ha- had this kind of uh, good kind of area where we could literally go and do some LARP archery and just kind of all meet up did you get in kit yeah yeah we got dressed up yeah oh, yeah nice. it was it was cool I mean like it was kind of like I would say like kind of 50 to 80 percent kind of like kit it was very casual uh I was wearing like Talis light gear which is still pretty quite a lot yeah um but like it was it was just a lovely evening and we'd also just before that done a few uh, we've done now two sorry discord meetups like one post event really and one before the event look at you yeah it was really nice just to have like this and we've already got like a facebook group and obviously we all you know we you know we message each other and stuff so it's nice to have like this group where you can kind of just interact and just where, come up with ideas where everybody knows your name yeah, um, yeah. Well, you know, you know, you have a, like, <laughs> it's it's really fun, and it's just like, oh god, is oh god, is the Navarches like a, a big Talis fan club? No, it's not. That's a horrible way of putting it. No, it's not at all. Actually, no, it's, it, it, you know what? It's it's actually. Uh, I'm I'm sure like a bunch of military uh, groups do this. It's just actually a good way to uh, talk about how things are structured. And uh, it was actually quite nice doing like a, uh, and I'll talk about it now because it's it, it, it's post LARP, but I'm probably not going to talk about it on the end of Sunday. But uh, we, we did like a Discord meeting just talking about like, you know, how we thought things went, like what we can do to improve on, this stuff like that. This is good. This is you good know, mental health practice. Yeah, this really, really nice. Good. It was really fun. And I, just to basically go over each other's sort of weekends, just literally have a breakdown of like, you know, what did, what did we enjoy? Just, to, you know, tell me about things and what can we do to improve and how can I make things better for all of you guys and stuff like that. It was, yeah, it was really, really fun. So, yes, um, do it, having a group, getting people together was just awesome, super fun. Being able to meet up in person was lovely. Uh, I'm hopefully we're going to, have to do a bit more of that. Um, we kind of touched on going to yeah we, we the Florida heart, heart, but I think one of the main things for me with that though was uh, so basically uh, one of <laughs> one of the things uh, you could do 
was if you had a military unit, you got to choose how deep into uh, Brickelliand your military unit went. Yeah. Now, my character has a herb garden, and I like. I guess the the fantasy, the fiction of my character is that I play a physic who is like an individual hero who goes off into Brickelliand, and in in my mind, like. He he is at the tip of the spear as like a frontline medic, as an individual, right? Not as part of a military unit necessarily, but as an individual, he's there helping guide people through Brickelliand. Um So when this option came up to go to the heart and to basically get secret uh, note, essentially, if you had a military unit there, like a debrief of what you saw when you got there, I was like, I want this so bad. Uh, like it's literally like I would say it's it's the thing I've wanted the most out of any plot related thing. Uh, it, it's like it it's the core of what the character is actually about in a lot of ways. It's the culmination of what the character is about in a lot of ways. So I was like, uh, so I messaged PD uh, to cut a long story short, and basically the answer was no. Uh, which <laughs> I, I I do get and I understand it's a fest LARP and the scales that I think this is one of the things the scales of the LARP don't allow really for these kind of individual exceptions to be made I tried as best as I could to put across what I thought was a, a compelling oh, argument to why you were so bummed out though. I was really bummed out about it but actually it worked out okay I was able to work with some other players to basically RP around it mm. in very satisfying ways um but it, it's it definitely sold to me, and this isn't so. It sounds like it's negative on Empire and PD and stuff. It's not really, but it really did sell to me this idea that like I do need to go to some other LARP systems mm-hmm. and just experience what like a, a fifty person LARP is like, or like a hundred person LARP is like, because I think there are different economies of scale and what's possible for like how, for example, you and the Dubois brothers in Northern Kingdoms, we have like a mechanic that has been specifically built for you, yeah. like. Obviously, you can't do that at somewhere like Empire. That's not possible. I think, and these kind of these exceptional cases obviously can't be made. I do kind of respect it. Personally, it's not. It wasn't a good feeling, and I was I was pretty bummed out about it uh, because had I known that this was a thing and that the that law would be locked in this kind of way, mm. I I definitely would have swapped. Joe, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't say something like, "We can swap your." herb garden for a military unit um if you pay us the money when you get to the next event we'll do it yeah i mean like i would and i 100 but that's the other thing i'd I'd said i will literally give up all of my resources i'll I'll literally just empty out yeah or or everything i own just to represent the fact that i have been spending all of my herbs all of my stuff just to heal people along the way Mm. which i'm totally happy to do i think that would be good rp it makes sense for the character like He's literally just been picking people up and chucking them further and further so he could basically get to the heart. I would be totally fine with that. Because another thing I realised about the game, I really don't care about money. I don't care about resources. None of it actually matters to me in any way beyond the fun it enables me to have and the fun it enables me to allow other players around me to have. Mm -hmm. Everything else is irrelevant. I don't turn up to play a spreadsheet exercise or engage in anything which is to do with massive number crunching in any way. I understand, obviously, that t- other players are are into those kind of things. That's not personally something exciting that excites me. So I have 
no real profit motive in any way that reflects any of those things. No, like I think you're very uh, role play, uh, like you're talking about with narrative. I'm I'm exactly the same. I love developing narrative from RP. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we could do an entire episode. Like you want to come to uh, a smaller lot this year, which is really exciting. Oh, yes, me. I'm going to uh, Flying Lead, and I am so excited. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm super excited um, about that. We're, so I think like the differences <coughs> between a fest LARP and a smaller LARP, um, like you can't get Empire anywhere else. Yeah. It's huge the yeah. battles are fantastic yeah. it's got the 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 systems that all interact with each other are fucking fascinating i love the nations i love all that stuff um but this comes at a cost that is that it's a less of a bespoke yes. thing right yeah, things have like, to be done on a broader scale yeah. obviously there's an economy of scales um and you can still like as we'll discover with both of our stories you can still have very individualized plot you just have to make a lot of it yourself yes. essentially yeah um, well it depends yeah. like this is a we We're could, getting we, yeah we could go on a whole hour-long conversation about this i think yeah. so um uh so that was like a, that impacted a fair bit of stuff and the way like but it gave me an opportunity to talk to some other people i know and basically work around setting up these ic hooks about what talus actually could have been doing during this time and that was that actually worked out quite well. I worked with Orion's, uh, Orion, his character, and how we'd been. I'd, I'd be helping him that like map in the region. That had been fun. And then working with, uh, obviously Tom and um, how I'd interacted with his military unit there again to get it out the tree. So it opened up all of that. So actually, weirdly, this bad thing happening did open up a bunch of like cool RP inspirations. Mm-hmm. But it was still quite bumming at the time. Beyond that. Uh, the other sort of thing was uh, there were two sort of positions, if you like, that uh, one you were going for and you were you were, had your eye on, and the other uh, a friend of ours uh, who who plays uh, Gwendolyn Splinterspear is going for, and and the first of those is the thimble, uh, which is like a boss uh, seat. It's a national it's boss a seat. national boss seat, which means that only people from the VAR can get that. Yeah, um, it's done by votes from people that own herb gardens so it's actually quite a hard title to get because you don't know who's got the resources um you really have to hustle to go and do it um yeah yeah and it's uh also if your herb garden has been improved uh through the use of weirwood you you're essentially your votes count for more votes yeah uh my own personal taste on that, I think that's like there's a slight weirdness with the system. I'm not entirely happy with there's, in that respect. There's a lot of there's a lot of systems in Empire that are based on monopoly. Yeah. Okay. And it's like if you play the game for a long time, you gather resources and you can buff things up and you become more powerful. I get it, but maybe I don't know. Like I see where you're coming from, and I can see arguments for both sides. I know. I agree. This. I agree. I think that for me personally uh and I, I i think naturally that's how it will go and there will always be an element of that i think i just i like the idea of there being a more fluid change of people and the more opportunity for for, for people outside of these or new players to affect uh, to rise well, to up because fair... i also don't like the whole idea where you have this thing where like it turns also into very people who've been there a long time very sort of wealthy and resources people can feel 
like they uh, so that they can have like these resources and then essentially give them out to people to encourage them to do things uh to be fair i should say like this is definitely isn't a personal attack on the person who has the thimble no not at uh, all i love them they're like, actually i think they've owned it for one year yeah um they won this time around but i think they're very good um at what they do so it definitely isn't an attack on that no, I, mean, no, it's more like I, I think it's, it's the system the, game, right? the system itself is kind of like a bit like i'm not sure how i feel about the the voting resource can be improved to then allow the votes to mean more, I find that just fundamentally a bit weird. I think it's. I, I think, think it's. It's built into I, the game. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. It's a. It's a design choice. Um, I think we view things a lot on like a new player perspective yeah. who wants to come into the game and kind of affect the world. And it's like you can do that, but like an awful lot of the systems are like paying mana in. Um, uh, the, the 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 magic people's place to talk right yeah. like that's that's exclusionary um the boar seats uh you have to have an awful lot of money and when you do get one of these things then you get profit from the resources because the markup's actually quite good so yeah. you basically you're snowballing yeah um i mean these are all design choices. I fully understand why they're in the game. It can be a bit frustrating when you have the mentality that we have going into it, right? So, yeah, I agree. I think, it, it, yeah, it's just there's a there's a yeah. It brings up like whole conversations about like if there should be like term limits and stuff like that. And I stuff. actually do believe in term limits. Like, um, I'm actually a big fan of the idea of having term limits. But then it, that feels like the kind of thing that has to be done. I see, obviously, that the 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 empire has to pass those kind of rules. Yeah, that would be a job for synod. I think. Yeah, um, so trying to make like a religious uh, ruling on it, but even then, it might be quite. I know, it, it will never happen. It's really anyway. hard. Okay. Actually, this segues quite nicely into me. I okay, going into this event, I am the ambassador to Yarm, okay? Yeah. The 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 kind of old trade nation that we've uh, traded with for a hundred years. Now, uh, understandably, mm. the player base thinks slavery is pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, which is very understandable. Um I've spent the last year being ambassador. I had good times. I had bad times. Um, I've uh, it, I, I've struggled at times with the role. Um, There's a few things like um, I emailed PD to try and understand when I first got the job. The question was slavery. Why? Okay, yeah. that was my real question because as ambassador, in order to understand like how do I unpick this knot that mm. is slavery in a place, I need to understand more about why it works like is it racism is it economics is it um uh hierarchical social structures like is it historic like tell me more about this and i i, I got a, a little bit of a frustrating email back that i found kind of like was kind of shutting the door an awful lot of this stuff um over this year i've tried my best to try and normalize uh relations which has gone quite badly especially seeing that the uh liberty pact can literally like i went through a whole pain in the ass trying to get this like neutrality motion passed in senate um get it through uh the liberty pact literally then vote immediately to embargo yarm um then yarm embargo is back uh and it's just like this like it, it it kind of felt like I am literally wasting my time doing this, right? Like it's like that. I, 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 or maybe I'm not good enough of a player to try and 
interact with these things, right? Like, I, I don't know, but it was like, it, I found it really hard to achieve anything. Yeah. Um, like, ambassadors can't put a motion through Senate, so you have to get a senator to do it. They only have one motion and one second, so you're basically giving up, your, your, a senator needs to give up their ambitions and their aims, which are usually a lot more nation-focused or, or helping the empire in some way. The, the, the foreign service is very much an afterthought in an awful lot of things um and yeah but so i was definitely going to give up my seat right like i've been thinking about yeah. it and i'm in an about you've it you've been thinking for, about it for a while um, yeah it's been kind of percolating in your mind for a bit i think well and then i went to the london froth yeah and i sat down with david <laughs> who is the now ex-senator <laughs> to hakinia yeah and I sat down and he went, why don't you run for Senate? And I remember saying, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to just relax and enjoy myself and not have any responsibility. Like I'm watching you blowing bubbles, living yeah. your best fucking life. And there I am <laughs> doing like 20,000 miles steps a day talking to loads of people getting shut out getting into arguments with people achieving very little even when i do achieve something yarm basically message me back and be like you're a fucking idiot please stop talking to us yeah. like it, it's been a rough year for yeah, me yeah, okay yeah, yeah. but then literally something happened and bear in mind david's got like he's so fucking dreamy right yeah. he's got a winning smile charisma for days beautiful eyes and by the time i finished talking to him i was like okay I'll run, okay? Yeah. Like, I'll go, I'll do, I'll run. And then basically, he kind of, he just kind of groomed me for it. And then, after a while, I was like, man, as a senator, I could do a lot more than as an ambassador. I might be able to actually achieve things, right? Yeah. Like, I, I might be able to actually do good things for the nation the empire maybe even like i came up with a plan i'm not going to talk about my plan because it's still very much active but i came up with operation phoenix this yeah. is you this sent is, this to me and i was like what is this it's it's probably won't work you know, but yeah. it's a great plan right i think it's a good plan yeah, yeah, yeah. like in real politic terms yeah. like if you want to talk about the relationship between the United States and the Soviet Union in the dying days of the Soviet Union. This is very much in that kind of ilk of it. Anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't really Spoilers. talk. About, I can't really talk about it because yeah. it's active game. But yeah. so <clears throat> I decided that I was going to run for Senate. I was going to run for the senator to Hakinia, and once I kind of put in the the, the fort, once that seed had been planted, and this was back in December. It just grew and grew and grew. And I don't like doing anything if I'm not going to kind of like give it my all. Um, and then this became... We'll talk about it in the actual LARP, but fucking hell. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. That, that, we made uh, posters, posters and flyers. That was really good fun. Uh, I, I did like a real like populist style poster yeah, and deliberately flyer populist. Like, like the, the, I'm a big solutions guy. Yeah. Like, what wasn't one of the things on the floor getting stuff done yeah, was, was literally one of the there was yeah, one of the three bullet points virtuous getting stuff done what was the other one 
Prosperity. Prosperity. Yeah, what, the, what does that, that even mean? 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 That it's is one of the virtues. It's so you're essentially repeating. Yeah, it's, it's... So there's, like, virtuous is, like, point one. One of the virtues is essentially repeated as point two, and then get stuff done is point three. It's, yeah. like, the most populist and a big picture of you. Yeah, a big picture of me <laughs> smiling, looking fancy, <laughs> and with big, bold text of oh, vote, so vote, get it for Hakinia or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so funny. Um, populism works, unfortunately. So, yeah. yeah. Um... Closing out this little pre-lop, um, we've gone into a lot of different stuff already, to be yeah. honest. Jesus, you pre-lop savages. Um, I know. They look, but they, they, they're all, you know, it's like you're getting a little teaser trailer. It's not for the, it's, it's spo- like an apparent... It's just spoilers. Okay, yeah, it's spoilers dressed it's up as a teaser. It's literally just spoilers. It's one it's of like, those um, uh, those trailers that literally tell you the yeah, whole story. I can't <laughs> watch trailers anymore because they spoil the whole movie. Whereas you pre-LARP savages are there going, I want everything spoiled. Um, give me... Tell me exactly what's going to happen and then I can enjoy it later on. Like, yeah. it's sick. Um, <laughs> but um, I got a little message from a person right um, basically saying you're never gonna believe this but Navarre are now the biggest nation at Empire yeah you did you told me that you had received this little message which was, was interesting uh, and uh, yeah uh, it you, it's we've been slowly, slowly growing creeping slowly up growing, on yeah. uh, Wintermark it's weird um, I still didn't feel like we're the biggest nation no do you know what it is it's weird because there were more people and less tents. Yeah. So more people were sharing tents. Mm. So the actual camp itself didn't really expand that much, but there were more people. But at the same time, where are we? Like, Navarre, there's a lot of them all over the place. And, yeah. like, there was a few standings where there weren't that many people there. Um, actually, we'll talk about that. But interesting. Navarre, you're big and beautiful. Love you, Navarre. Um, you... It's, it's just an awesome like an awesome nation to be part of I love right? it I love it yeah and also like the, I've got friends in the league yeah they're trying to get me to join them I've got like the, oh, yeah. the, the star bar in the brass coast like why don't you come brass coast yeah um, like you know I feel like the bell of the ball sometimes when I'm going to Empire but my heart is with Navarre yeah I love them yeah they're great dude yeah it's so it's so lovely It's it's nice I think there's something special about the woods, uh, and I think maybe that's part of why it doesn't necessarily feel like the nation is as big as it is because you, the the woods give you this kind of natural kind of blocking lines where you you, you know you don't see the whole camp at a once. A lot of the of paths also curved, don't Meander, they? Yeah. yeah. So there's probably a lot more tents than you think that are hidden in there. Yeah. Also, um, they've cleaned out that back section, which so there's a lot more space. space. Yeah, because we were out there, and it was like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. lovely, actually. It was like cause when we first arrived, we weren't quite sure with how the camp plan was, like where we were. But actually, I think our, our site is really nice, like where we were. I think we really liked it. It worked well with the Dreadshill to next door, and I think we're going to do something really nice in the future. Right, a new a new thing. feature. Um, so, we are now going to give shout-outs to patrons um, who kindly support us, um, especially in this cost-of-living crisis. Um, yeah, we really appreciate it. But we've got a, a magic number of eight patrons now, which means we can roll a D8. Oh, that's a D10. Have you literally fucked up oh, the one thing? Oh, God. Hold on. Go, hold on. Hold he's on. Gonna, he's gonna get himself hold a D8. Keep them entertained, Ian. So, yeah, the joke. idea is that we are going to roll a D8 to see which uh, Patreon uh, listener of you, you wonderful people, you long-suffering Patreon listeners, 
uh, is going to get their name read out. Dave is busy fumbling between. I got D- uh, I got D10s for days. You. Why? You moron! No, he's busy fumbling through uh, various polyhedral dice and Warhammer figures. Uh, oh man! You're going to have to roll a D10 and then just oh. roll. Roll uh, a nine or ten again if you get it. Okay. All right. Okay. Hold on. All right. He's going back. All right. I'm back. Um, okay. Cool. Right. Let me get my little list out. What are the odds of you rolling a nine or ten? Uh, probably quite high. Yeah. Oh, six. it's a six. There you go. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's Andy Raff. Andy Raff. Thank you so much. Thank Andy. you, Andy Raff. Really appreciate it, you cheeky little scamp. Uh, we appreciate your support as always. Um, cool. Uh, we'll be back for Friday. Friday. Bye. Bye.